I caught a 0 14 13 Froakie, and it's like rank 178 in Great League. Okay. And I was very but upset. Out of how many iterations, Kyle? Thousands of them. That is still in the top like one percentile of Froakie. It's fine. I think it's like top 3%. It's, it's still like, fine. I was expecting so much better. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It looks like Niantic is starting to crack. Egg management is on the horizon. Kanto's back. Back again. Kanto's back. Ultra friends. Frustrated about frustration? Let's visit the Game Awards and fix that problem. All that shines is not always gold, but it is Kanto. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 122. It's December 8th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, what's going on, man? Uh, a whole lot of stuff yeah. in Pokemon Go. Yes, that's for sure. Wait, nothing going on in your life? Is that what no. you're saying? It's all Pokemon Go all the time. Yeah. No breaks. Pretty much. That's, that's okay. it. I can respect that. But not as much, Kyle, unfortunately, as I respect our two brand new patrons, Matt and Christian. Thank you very much for your support. Looking forward to getting to know you in the Discord. See you there. Okay, Mr. Kyle. Now, we were just talking about respect, but did we did we respect ourselves and our goals from last week is the next question. Actually, it's the first question I want to ask this week. So are you oh, ready? Boy. I I hope so. I, I set a lot of a lot of lofty goals this week. You did. And then you also set one on stream on Thursday and I, I didn't did. write it down. So I hope you remember what it was. I do. Okay, good, good, good. All right. So uh, why don't we start with that one? What what goal was that? That was to max out my Pokemon storage and then manage it. Okay. I did max out my Pokemon storage. I am sitting at 4,000. Okay. I have not managed it, and I am currently sitting at 2,992 out of 4,000. Oh, well, that's uh, that's not mischief managed for at all, is it? No, it's no. not. Mm-mm. No. Bummer. Well, uh, you're sitting at significantly less than I am. I'm like 3,400 Pokemon right now. Or yeah, like but that. but like I could probably go through right now and mass transfer a thousand and not even oh. sweat. No, man. I just haven't cleaned it in a while. That would take me like four hours to do. Come on. No. How? No, one day, one day you and I will sit down and I'll be like, Kyle, this is why. This is why. You're like, this is garbage. What are you doing? And what I'll be like, anyway? give me give me your phone. I'll I'll clean it for you. No. Uh-uh. Nay, nay. I'm not doing that. I want my 13 legacy Zapdos, okay? <laughs> oh you my leave God, me alone. You still haven't transferred those. <laughs> no. No, dude. They know Thundershock. <laughs> yeah, dude, well, we'll talk about that later <laughs> okay well already um so the rest of your goals then uh, that's going to be that's going to be an o for that that first one they're going to make a note okay the three new starters you catch all three i did okay did you hit level 41 i did not oh no kyle what, what do you have left i have to do like 10 raids yeah, okay 10 raids. well I, you know, I did my best to invite you to a bunch over the weekend, but um, I, I invited you to some one star raids. And if I recall, I sent you an invite. You said, are you inviting me to a Litleo raid? And I said, yeah, don't you need raids? And you said, yeah, but not that garbage. 
That is, those are the exact words of our interaction. Yes. Uh, well, guess who's garbage now? Uh, <laughs> 350,000 starters this week. Did you do it? I did. I did more. I did 450,000 Stardust this week. Holy wow. That's great because that was a conditional goal based on whether or not there was nesting shelter near you. And it turned out that there weren't. So this is doubly impressive. Yes. You managed to knock it out anyway. Good for you. Heck yeah. 350,000 experience. Good question. Yes, definitely. I'm pretty sure I I did more like 500,000, but (laughs) sick. Uh, What about catch 1000 Pokemon? Uh, what did I start at? Do you write thirty three thousand three hundred eighty three? Oh, Lots of threes. So short. I'm so close. I did not do it. How close are you? What are you at? I'm like thirty four two oh four. Oh yeah, you're only like a hundred short, hundred and fifty yeah. short. That's not that's, so bad. Yeah, but uh, but short you are. So that's gonna be <laughs> three out of six. I mean, hey, that's a fifty percent. You broke new ground. You set six goals, man. I I got nothing to say. So good for you. For myself, I wanted to hit level 42, which I'm short by four kilometers on one of my EVs. (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit upset about that one. Uh, 2.5 million Stardust. I am at that. I did hit 2.5 million Stardust. Do the entire Litleo line evolved both genders as well. I did that. And then hit 62.5 million experience. I'm at 62.65, actually. So I knocked that one out. So nice. Three out of four. Yes, I'm excited to keep doing that. Man, XP, it just it feels good again. It feels good. But we'll talk about that more specifically in a little bit here. But first, Kyle, I, I can't help but notice you might have included a Unova and a Kalos check in here as well. Yeah. Okay, let's do a Unova check. Where you at? I am at... 117. 117? Nice. I'm at 119. Ah. You probably had me being on Kalos, though. So I know the difference between us and Unova, and I'm upset about it. What's the difference? I only have Thunderous. Sorry, I only have Tornadus. Oh. I don't have Landorus or Thunderous. I'm missing one of them, so there's another thing that we have, or that I have that you don't have. Do you have the second tier of Axew? Yes, I do. I have okay. the entirety of the Axew line. Oh, I don't, so I guess I have one on you somewhere, then. Mm. we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but what about kalos i am at 17 i'm at 13 i desperately need to do some evolutions <laughs> i evolved in preparation i'm currently missing greninja and noibat obviously because noibat doesn't actually exist i don't care what anyone says about froki <laughs> i don't have a frogadier or a greninja i haven't gotten to a delphox yet just because i haven't done it and I haven't found a Fletchling that's worth evolving yet. So that's that's there. But you know what I did get this past week? What I realized, rather, I had this past week, Kyle? Hmm. Not only do I have a 100% Esper, but I also have like three 98 and 96% Espers. Why that Pokemon? Because Why? I'm only never going to use them. I'm never going to use them, though. I don't understand. Why is this <laughs> happening to me? John Hankey, call me up. What did I do to hurt you, man? Come on. Anyway, it looks like it's competitive. I'm excited about that. I can't wait for us to be tied forever soon. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that depends who gets the Noibat first, because that 400 candies is going to be a long way away. That's true. But your boy is sitting on 400 rare candies. So uh, get at me. Oh, my Jesus. I think I have like 90. Yeah, I, and I actually think it's more like 363. It's not quite 400. So God, spend those. No, man. I like having the big number. That's part of the fun. 
Jeez, come on. <laughs> get with the program. <laughs> I also love wasting bag space inefficiently. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Oh my God. But not as favorite of a pastime, Kyle, as doing the news section is. Hey, it's the news. That was a great transition. No, it was awful. <laughs> but it's the news section. We're here, and the things we're going to talk about this week are anything but awful. The first thing we're going to talk about is uh, just like a couple little updates that they actually put on the go beyond level beyond level 40 post they have. They added some specifics about a few of the things that we referenced and alluded to last week, uh, such as some experience changes for some values. These are some of the things that had been changed earlier on that our Australian players got their hands on before as well. So here's a definitive list of the changes. I know we highlighted the excellent throw, but here we go. Catching a Pokemon with a nice throw from 10 experience to 20, so it doubled. Catching a Pokemon with a great throw from 50 to 100, that doubled. With an excellent throw, it's 100, it used to be 100 experience, and now it's 1,000. That's the big one. That's why we're so excited about it. Catching a Pokemon with a curveball throw has been doubled from 10 to 20. Evolving a Pokemon has been doubled from 500 to 1,000. Catching a Pokemon or spinning a Pokestop for the first time in a day from 500 experience to 1500 experience, three times as much. Oh my. Achieving a Pokemon catch streak or Pokestop spin streak of seven days from 2000 to 6000. That's actually pretty hefty. I'm surprised. Uh, Giving a Pokemon a berry at a gym has increased from 20 experience to 50 experience. There's also a note on that in the future. We'll get there in a second. Spinning a Pokestop from 50 to 100. Divine the gym from 100 to 1,000. Jeez, really? I don't do gym, so I guess I haven't noticed. <laughs> it takes too long. Who wants to? Just it does take a long Pokemon time. Instead. <laughs> but it's less time inefficient now, so there you go. Yeah. Defeating a Pokemon at a gym from 100 to 300. Hatching a 2-kilometer egg from 200 to 500. Hatching a 5-kilometer egg from 500 to 1,000. That doubled. That's nice. 10-kilometer eggs from 1,000 to 2,000 experience. Hatching a strange egg from 2,000 to 4,000. That's nice. I like how much more experience that's worth, even though you're only doing, what, three extra kilometers or two extra kilometers over the 10K, so that's nice. Catching a Pokemon in AR mode, 100 experience to 300. I had no idea you I got a bonus for doing it. Know that was a thing either. Well, here we are. Uh, <laughs> we all learned something today. And unlocking a new Pokedex entry has doubled from 500 to 1,000 experience. If you didn't catch that list because it was a lot of just word salad feel free to visit the link in the show notes for this but i would encourage you to go to review them because there's a lot of really great improvements especially in the xp sphere but there were a couple other small adjustments pokemon encounters the chance of encountering smeargle after you take a snapshot has been increased I, I can actually vouch for that one personally. I noticed that as well. I only do like one AR shot when I remember to do it for my buddy. Uh, so like maybe once every three or four days. And I've gotten a smear goal several times now, which is kind of neat. Nanan berries are now more effective, fully calming Pokemon down in encounters. I think that pretty much means that they just don't jump at all or, or move attack. at all or attack. Do anything besides stand there and smile at you and wait for you to hit them in the face with a Pokeball. Yep. You'll now earn more candies from catching a Pokemon. You've given a silver pineapple berry, no specific amount, although I'm sure that value exists out there in the ether. I just have yet to look it up. It is 2.3333333. Repeating, of course. So it makes a default catch seven. It makes it makes a second two evolution 11, and then it makes a third two evolution 23. 
23. Wow. Yeah. Double catch candy on a 23 would make it 46. And that would be insane to get from a single catch. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Buddy adventure changes. You can honor up to three hearts each day from battling with your buddy. That's pretty sick. Your buddy can now more easily get excited. That's also great for free to play players and stuff. Golden raspberries and silver pineapple berries are more effective when you give them to your buddy. Thank goodness that makes more sense. Uh, one change to research the make three excellent throws in a row task, which Kyle and I always demonize, uh, now leads to an encounter with Gibble instead of Larvitar. I will not continue to demonize this task. I think that is an ample reward for that task. I will continue to not do the task, though. Okay, well, that's agree. a personal choice. <laughs> You do what you need to do for your own mental health. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay, unless it's like, I don't know, Tauros Community Day or something like that, and you can get those excellent throws. I mean, it, it, in a row is tough. It's tough. Uh, it's just, yeah. That's the sort of thing you like are intensely staring at your phone every once in a while. I go, arr, 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 as you keep blowing the third one over and over again. Oh, my gosh. I'm just bad at making excellent throws. Like, I'm not afraid to admit it. We talked about this, I think, last week. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, uh, you know, it's it's not for everybody, Pokemon Go, Kyle. It's okay. It's, it's a game of serious skill and depth. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's all about depth perception and serious skill. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Chessman's too far away. That's my new campaign, by the way. Chessman's yes. too far away stardust changes there's two here the stardust you'll earn from giving a pokemon a berry at a gym has been increased from 20 to 30 and the people did sing it is now worthy of doing in my opinion i know there are several people out there that are like well, it was always worth doing it's now more worth doing nice it is. it's it's kind of crazy how much it feels better because of that change obviously it's a 50 percent increase but it's only 10 stardust yeah yep it's a it's a big deal. And if you have a star piece going, that's 45, right? So that's yep. that's a huge increase from from 30 to 45, what it was before. Instinct players everywhere weep as you don't have six Pokemon gyms to feed everywhere on every corner. You just, <laughs> just got to take more gyms. But even if I take more gyms, I only put one Pokemon in and then I have to wait for other people. I yeah. have to go find other gyms. I can't just yeah, take I'm them saying, myself. Yeah, you got to like go take five additional gems and then just feed the one pokemon on each of them but like a valor player could go to six gems and feed six pokemon in each gym yeah hey did you know they have an item in the shop called the team medallion look uh where you can actually change your team to a, a more lucrative choice than the berries are tempting just to just for the ease of use sure sure but here's the thing though when you need to battle a gym you always have an option. Sometimes I don't. If I go to a downtown area and Valor has swept it, I'm like, well, I can't do anything. Like, <laughs> like I have to go to somewhere else. Gyms, really, come on. Every once in a while you do for research, but it's, it's very few and far between. But anyway. <laughs> and then finally, the other secondary Stardust change began on December 7th, which was yesterday as of this recording. You'll earn more Stardust from weekly Adventure Sync rewards. No specific value given, although I'm sure we will know as of Monday. Or as of yesterday? I wonder if it was yesterday. Who knows? I have no idea. I guess we'll get an email or I'll see an article about it. I don't know. But it's been increased. Hopefully it was a lot. I like more Stardust. Okay. Our next piece of news here is raid battle reward and egg management tests are happening soon. 
starts with trainers. We will soon be conducting some tests regarding raid battle rewards and egg management. The details of the test are as follows. Raid battle rewards will be adjusted in the United Kingdom and Ireland. These adjustments will be temporary and will begin on Wednesday, December 9th at 1 p.m. PST and end in early January. No word as to how they will change, just that they are being adjusted in the UK and in Ireland. So good luck, friends over there. Very eager to hear what the changes are and how you feel about them. Egg management tests will take place with some trainers globally in two variations. In both variations, trainers will be able to store up to three additional eggs from weekly Adventure Sync rewards and Team Go Rocket Leader battles if they already have nine eggs in their egg storage. In the first variation, all 12 eggs will appear in the same section in the egg storage tab. In the second variation, the additional eggs will appear in the bonus storage section in the egg storage tab. Trainers involved in either of the test variations will also notice that newly acquired eggs will not count towards their Pokemon storage limit until the eggs are placed in incubators. Both variations of this test will begin on Friday, December 11th at 10 a.m. PST and will continue for an indefinite amount of time. Based on the results, more trainers will be brought into the tests over time. I like the lack of commitment as to when this might be over. So they really just want to gather as much data as possible on this, which makes sense. Uh, but still, no deleting eggs. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, no, that that's never going to happen. But no, this is big for me, at least. I have lost more than one strange egg because I accidentally spun a stop while I was fighting a rocket grunt with my plus. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Free to play players and people that don't hatch a lot of eggs that yeah, this is definitely for you. This is this is going to be big. Uh, So yeah, we're eager again also for this to kind of hear how people are feeling about it, what the feedback is. And I'll tell you what, though, as excited as I am for the egg management test, if the raid battle reward adjustments that they mentioned at the top are great, if they're going to be huge, incredible changes, I might be more excited for that. I bet you they increase the experience that they give. I hope so. And I want more Stardust from raids, man. They're not going to do it. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, He did his his first raid. It was a Charizard with me and uh, he didn't catch it. And after that, he was like, well, I don't really ever want to do this again because I, you know, I feel like I wasted my pass, you know, all this stuff. And well, he's like, if you buy the pass, right, because it has monetary value. Mm-hmm. then you should get the Pokemon. I was trying to explain to him, that, like, well, you also get the bonuses if you don't catch the Pokemon, which you earn as a chance to catch the Pokemon. And then when I was really thinking about it, the rewards that he was getting weren't really worth the value of the pass, uh, arguably. So I hope that this might make that feel differently. If you don't catch the Pokemon, at least you got, you know, a chunk of change and Stardust yeah. and stuff. I mean, it definitely feels bad when you do a legendary raid. You get a thousand Stardust and... No rare candy, but you get like six hyper potions and some revives and stuff. And you're just like, great. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I actually did that. Th- thanks. Right. Thanks. Exactly. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you at all. But anyway, uh, yeah, again, eager to hear how these tests go and how people are feeling about them. Uh, next piece of news. Let's watch the Game Awards 2020 together. Trainers, tune in to the Game Awards, Thursday, December 10th at 4 p.m. PST. You can also look forward to a special event in Pokemon Go starting at that time, during which you can enjoy catching Pokemon and battling Team Go Rocket while you follow along with the show. Date and time for this, Thursday, December 10th at 4 p.m. to Friday, December 11th at 4 p.m. PST. So it's going to run for 24 hours. I don't think the Game Awards are going to run for 24 hours, though, although maybe the magic of Jeff Keighley. 
Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? If anybody could do it, Kyle, it's him. No comment. <laughs> would you watch a 24-hour uh, Game Awards show if it was hosted by anybody? Who would have to host it in order for you to be like, okay, I'm in for 24 hours? It would have to be a comedian of some kind or a performer of some kind. Okay. <laughs> would keep it entertaining. Like maybe... Jay Moore? <laughs> no. Penn and Teller. Have Penn and Teller host it. Oh, I don't know. They're pretty divisive as a duo, so I don't I know, know if that would be a I good choice. It. Okay, uh, fair enough. As long as you can acknowledge that. I just, yeah, I don't think they would do that because they're a little bit charged as, as personalities. For oh, sure, I mean, but. of course they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, wh- who would I watch for 24 hours? Oh, yeah. Would you do that and then just like keep an eye on Twitter? Just like, how are people reacting to this? Yeah. Like- yeah. Oh, it would, be, it would be just fuel for the fire. It'd be great. It would be bananas for sure. Uh, but features of this event include incense will be more effective at attracting Pokemon. You'll earn more stardust from catching Pokemon. You can use a charge TM to help a shadow Pokemon forget the charged attack frustration. And Team Go Rocket grunts will be appearing more frequently at Pokestops and in balloons. Okay, the shout out here is the charge TM to help shadow Pokemon forget frustration. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been pining over this. It's important. Do it on your shadow Mewtwo's that you have not purified. Please, Lord, you have not purified them <laughs> unless you want to. I guess I respect your choice. Kyle doesn't respect your choice, though. <laughs> you don't have to say it. It's OK. <laughs> um, but but do it. Are you going to uh, be getting rid of frustration, Kyle, on any of your Pokemon? Uh, I have a second Mewtwo that I'm going to do it on. <laughs> nice. Nice. And- OK. That's about it, because I still don't care about Shadow Pokemon. Okay, well, that's that's fair enough. But many of us do, including myself, and I'm excited to get rid of frustration off of a few of them. I think I got most of them last time, but uh, I think I've accrued several Pokemon since. That I need. There's some PvP Pokemon I need to get rid of, and that's, that's true. I should probably go mark them. Okay, last piece of news, and it's the biggest one. Uh, it's, it's most certainly the biggest piece of news. Uh, Celebrate Pokemon's anniversary with a brand new event, Pokemon Go Tour, Kanto. Trainers, next year marks both Pokemon's anniversary and Pokemon Go's fifth anniversary. To celebrate, we're excited to announce a virtual ticketed event that trainers all around the globe will be able to take part in. No matter where you are in the world, take a trip back to the region where it all started, Kanto. Experience the wonder of the games that sparked a global phenomenon. In the ticketed version of this event, you'll choose between the red version or green version of the event experience, each featuring version-exclusive Pokemon. Really quick aside here, you might be thinking, you mean red and blue? No, the original Japanese release of the, of the Generation 1 games offered red and green, so that's what the reference is. Complete event-exclusive special research and test your Pokemon collection skills. Trading with a friend who chose the other version will be important, just like it was in Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green. Can you collect all 150 original Pokemon in one day? Uh, probably. Depends on the spawns, I guess, there, doesn't it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. We're also excited to announce that during the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto event, the first 150 Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region will be available as shiny Pokemon, some of them for the first time ever. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Pokemon. Just generally, you might find one. Nice. You'll be able to encounter these shiny Pokemon after the event is over, too. Whew! Can you imagine keeping track of which ones would be situational and which ones like had been added and then taken away? That would be a nightmare. 
it's it's already going to be a nightmare tracking the 150 for the single day that you're going to need to. That's true. That's true. But uh, that's not all. After completing the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto special research, trainers will receive a second event exclusive special research line. Overcoming difficult challenges and daunting tasks will be required to complete it, but it'll all be worth it to discover Shiny Mew. What? 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 That's awesome. Tickets for Pokemon Go Tour Kanto are available in the in-app shop now. And if you purchase a Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket by a certain date, you'll also receive tickets for the special research stories for the January and February Community Day events. If you choose not to purchase a ticket, there will still be exciting features for you to enjoy during the event. Okay, so when exactly is this happening? Saturday, February 20th. We got some time, y'all. From 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. It's an all-day thing, 12 hours, but in February on the 20th. That's that's awesome. It's way out there. Here's the ticketed experience features. All Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region will be appearing in the wild, will be appearing in raids, will be appearing in encounters after research tasks that will be attracted to incense or will be obtainable via evolution during this time. Try to collect the first 150 Pokemon originally discovered in Kanto to earn rewards and bragging rights. You'll be able to track your progress in the Today View. Are you up for the challenge? Yes. Sign me up. Let's do it. Select which experience you want, red version or green version. And then here are some uh, details further on. All 150 Pokemon originally discovered in Kanto will be available as shiny Pokemon, some of them for the first time. In addition, you're more likely to encounter certain shiny Pokemon in the wild, depending on the event version you selected. Enjoy an event-exclusive Pokemon Go Tour Kanto special research story, which you can complete to earn an encounter with a special Pokemon. Once you complete the first special research line, you'll be able to access a second event-exclusive research story, like we mentioned before, wherein you encounter Shiny Mew. You'll earn more candy for catching Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region. And if you purchase the ticket by the certain date, like we mentioned earlier, you'll get February and January's Community Day special research stories for free, which is nice. So here are some non-ticketed experience features, which means that everything that was just listed for the ticketed experience will be there. But this will be for everybody. Um, But it also happens to plug into the event as well. So some Pokemon originally discovered in Cancel will be appearing in Wild and in Raids. So I'm assuming that's just going to be kind of for everybody that day, which is awesome. Specifically, though, for Raids here, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo will be returning to Legendary Raids. Featured exclusive attacks, Articuno will get Hurricane. Zapdos gets Thundershock. Oh, no, my bounty. Moltres <laughs> will know Sky Attack. That's a good one. You want to pick that up because I can't stop talking about Sky Attack Moltres. And Mewtwo will know Psy Strike. Now, why not Shadow Ball? <laughs> Because I don't get it. Reasons. All right. All traders will be able to access event exclusive timed research and trade range will be increased to 40 kilometers. There's that test in action right there. That's awesome. Now you get to claim between the red or green version, like we mentioned. And here are some here are some details and a little bit of flavor text as well. Ever since 1996, which version are you getting has been an important question for Pokemon fans. <laughs> Similar to the original game series, Pokemon Go Tour Kanto will feature different versions of the ticketed experience, each with version exclusive Pokemon. To collect the first 150 Pokemon originally discovered at Kanto, you'll need to trade with friends who have the other event version. To help with this, trade range will be increased to 40 kilometers during the week of the event. I think that is beautifully crafted, and I and I like that they threw the trade distance thing in there, too. I'm excited for this, and I'm really excited to get your thoughts on it after we explain a little bit more here. Uh, Version-exclusive Pokemon will be attracted to incense during event hours. Additionally, you'll have a greater chance of encountering 
certain shiny Pokemon, depending on which version you choose. Once you choose your event version, you can't change it, so pick carefully. Note that you'll pick your version closer to the event date, so don't worry about choosing right now. So before we talk about the version exclusive details, which one is which and what gets what, what do you think about this idea for an event, first of all, Kyle? So just one quick point. I've noticed a lot of a lot of other press outlets have been reporting that the Kanto starters will know their community day moves if you evolve them during the event. Just want to be clear that that is not confirmed and it's not in any of the body text. So I would not expect that to be happening. I think it's pretty cool that it ties in to the main series games and concepts from it. And I'm glad that they had the increased trade distance ready for the event. Yeah, definitely. But that's not enough. <laughs> no, when you I mean, there's more. No, I mean, the, the trade distance. It's not enough. Oh, when you consider there are a lot of people who play this game by themselves because their friends in their town won't play it with them. To complete this event, they've made it clear you have to acquire 150 original Kanto Pokemon during the window. Like, it can't be just you had them already. And so that just, I guess we'll have to see and give some thoughts after the fact. But initial thought is that's a little bit unfortunate, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. I think you might be underestimating how how big 40 kilometers is. I don't think it's going to affect as many people negatively and if that was the case that trade distance anyway like whether with if okay so the person that you're describing in that instance the trade distance increase or not that person wasn't going to be able to finish that event i mean that's not true i can speak personally if we did not do this show i would not have contact with other pokemon go players to play with even though i live in a you know a relatively populated suburb Mm -hmm. because i don't communicate personally with other players to that degree okay well fair enough i mean we're we're 40 kilometers apart though right i think so the 50 kilometer test worked for us so hopefully the 40 yeah. kilometer works oh let's hope let's hope let's hope and i'm hoping that people listening don't fall into that category that we just described and if so maybe there's a workaround that you can think of but on to the version details red version exclusive pokemon ekans Anish, Mankey, growlith scyther and there's my answer uh, and electabuzz will be attracted to incense You'll have an increased chance of encountering these shiny Pokemon. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pidgey, Ekans, Pikachu, Nidoran, Female, Oddish, Diglett, Mankey, Growlithe, Ponyta, Shelter, Drowsy, Krabby, Hitmonlee, Lickitung, Scyther, <gasps> Electabuzz, Eevee, Kabuto, and Dratini. Remember all that? Okay, good, because we're moving no. on. Green version <laughs> exclusive Pokemon. Sanchu, Vulpix, Meowth, Bellsprout, Magmar, and Pinsir will be attracted to Incense. And the increased chance of encountering shiny Pokemon is, of course, the three starters again, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pidgey, Pikachu, Sanchu, Nidoran, Male, Vulpix, Meowth, Psyduck, Bellsprout, Geodude, Execute, Hitmonchan, as opposed to Hitmonlee, Coughing, Tangela, Horsey, Magmar, Pinsir, Eevee, Omanyte, and Dratini. Ooh, Dratini and Eevee and the starters are consistent across the board there. Yeah, I, I like that list. I think that's a, that's a neat thing. Uh, I, I wonder how much the shiny chance is going to be increased is it going to be community rates for the entire day that'd be kind of wild no it's going to be it's going to be between boosted shiny rate and go fest rate somewhere in that way or okay so like you know instead of one in 450 maybe like one in 100 or something like that yeah it's like between one in 200 and one in like 75 i think yeah is what i would expect that's fair enough there are certain pokemon that actually have a higher shiny rate chance already 
Scyther is one of them. So I wonder if it will override that or if it would be an addition to. Uh, it's I guess we'll have to see. But earn rewards by collecting the first 150 Pokemon originally discovered in Kanto. You'll be able to collect the first 150 Pokemon originally discovered in Kanto region in several challenges or any rewards as you do. If you don't manage to collect the first 150 Pokemon, don't worry. You'll have until February 27th, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. PST to catch certain Pokemon. You can use that extra time to trade, evolve, battle and raids, and counter Pokemon after completing research tasks to finish your collection and claim the rewards. So it looks like, Kyle, with the situation that you were mentioning before, if you have access to these other activities as well, even if you don't have a raid group, looks like you could do certain tasks and such to help fill in those gaps. So that's kind of nice. They have a little, a little catch there. It's cool. Maybe. Like, but what if Magmar is not in raids? And you took the red version so you don't have Magmar in your spawns, for example. Uh, maybe they'll be in research tasks or something. Maybe. Fingers crossed that there are alternatives, but... I think if they're going to put this much effort into this event, they probably have it. The conversation, the question came up in conversation when we were designing this event that was, what if somebody takes green version and they have no friends? <laughs> you know, I mean, that has definitely happened. They don't want to leave those people out. They wouldn't be like, this is only for people that have people around them that play, you know, because if they were going to do that and they were like, well, let's just increase the trade distance so that anybody can do it. I think you're right. It would be more than 40 kilometers. It would be a lot more and they wouldn't say what number it was. It would just be ridiculous distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to think at least, but because they want the most people as possible to purchase this a ticket and do the, do the event. Right. So why would they design it in such a way that some people just get messed up over it? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there is a certain formula of loss that someone calculates somewhere deep in Niantic is like, how much can we give while getting the maximum in return and vice versa? Obviously. That is also true. I'm I'm willing to believe that. But uh, I kind of want to learn about this early purchase bonus. And hey, there's some details right here. Awesome. If you purchase a Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket by a certain date, you'll get free tickets for the January and February community events. Like we mentioned, January Community Day is scheduled for Saturday, January 16th. To receive a free ticket for the January Community Day special research store, you must purchase your Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket by Wednesday, January 13th at 1159 p.m. PST. If you purchase your Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket by this deadline, you'll also get the February Community Day research story as well. But if you, you know, get kind of cold feet around January and then February, you want to pull the trigger. The cutoff for that is Wednesday, February 3rd at 11.59 p.m. as the February Community Day is scheduled for February 7th. Hey, you know what? The They kind of buried the lead here. We have the Community Day dates for January and February I, as well. I know, right? I totally missed them the first time through. That's big. That's actually kind of nice news and information to have because sometimes we only learn like a week out. And for people that have two or three week schedules for work, they're usually just, you know, out of luck. So this is nice. This is nice. Use this leverage to your uh, to your advantage. Please note that you must meet certain conditions to receive these special research stories. To receive your free tickets for the Community Day special research stories, you'll need to purchase your Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket by the deadlines outlined. You must log into Pokemon Go during each Community Day event to obtain its corresponding special research story. After you've obtained a Community Day special research story, you can complete it at any time. This is not news, although it is worth uh, the reminder. And tickets for the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto event are non-refundable. 
subject to applicable law and the exceptions set forth in the terms of service. Now, for us here in the States, it's eleven ninety nine. Is it ten ninety nine for uh, Android? I believe ten ninety nine for Android, eleven ninety nine for Apple users, and there seems to be varying prices in different parts of the world. Uh, I've seen some conversation about that in some other channels. So who knows what it is for you where you are, but it seems to be kind of varied. So interesting, interesting, interesting for sure. Kyle, we kind of stopped and gave our feedback along the way here, but I forgot to ask you one important question that we can move on. Yeah, it is. Which version are you going to get? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So I'm getting red. You have to get green. I, I knew you were going to say that. It's Scyther, man. I know. See, but here's the thing is like, I kind of want red too, because it has a couple of the shinies that I still want. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I mean, that's not to say that green doesn't have shinies I want, but I do have all of the shinies except for like Meowth and like the, the new ones, obviously. <laughs> so. Oh, regular Vulpix though. That's a good one. Yeah. So there, um, there's a couple coughing, so coughing as we'll, well see i'm still probably going to get red version and just have to coordinate the trades or whatever with someone with green version nearby but we don't know a single other person that plays pokemon go besides each other kyle i i know right this is unfortunate yeah <laughs> we record this just for us to listen to the next day <laughs> yeah like three days later but hey shots fired <laughs> but yeah so that brings us to the end of the news section and uh, there's some exciting stuff to look forward to for sure. But let's get into Gear Up. This week on Gear Up, we have Kanto Strikes Back because we're still talking about the Kanto event. We we like tempered some of our discussion so we could talk about it here in Gear Up because it just fit a little bit better. But just going to focus on what's new, what to keep an eye on to help maybe make some decisions about how you spend your 11-hour day or whatever it boils down to. 12 hours. 12 hours, is it? I thought 12 it was like, hours, baby. 8 to 10 or something like that? No. It's 9 to 9. 9 to 9? Okay, perfect. Great. Well, first things first, new shinies. We talked about it. All of Kanto can now be shiny. Well, who is that? Who was missing? The Spiro family, first off, which is crazy how that has not happened yet. Big missed opportunity there. Wow. <laughs> the Paris family, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. That's surprising to me. I mean, that one was probably a tough one to just do. And on a slight aside, that also leaves Hitmon Top and Tyrogue in a kind of weird spot. Who knows what's going to happen there? Oh, true. Yeah. Snorlax, which I swore Shiny Munchlax was in the game, but apparently it was not. So that's another question right there since Munchlax is a baby and they're all mm-hmm. about the shiny babies. Ditto. And that's, that's the big question mark the end of all of that but we'll touch on that in just a little bit and Mew of course now I just want to point out for Mew it's a big deal it's a mythical Pokemon of course this is only the third time in the history of Pokemon that Mew can be shiny ever without cheating pretty wild so and the other two times were at events that were insanely rare to get it shiny anyways like, I'm talking full odds, 1 in 8,000 chance of Shiny. Wait, were those like Generation 1 games where like you went and you got it? And then I was reading it earlier today. It was in like 2002. And then again in 2005, there was two separate events based okay. on whatever game was current at the time. 
So gotcha. Yeah, because I because I went to uh, I went to one of those events for Red and Blue back when I was a kiddo. And I know that, you know, some there's some funky stuff with the stats that indicate that it would be shiny if it was traded up to a different version. I was wondering if maybe if you got lucky, you could get one from that instance, but maybe not. I'm not sure. I was just going by what I did get a chance to research, which I thought was kind of crazy. This is the kind of thing that real collectors will come to Pokemon Go to play and then transfer to home. That's how big yes. a deal it is. 100%. So that's the real takeaway. So focus on getting that special research done so you get access to the Mew if you are taking part in the event. Yeah. But there's also raids going on. You know, everyone wants to do raids, right? Yes. All those Kiram raids that we've done. <laughs> Look, man, I've been doing a ton of them because of level 41. So I, well, I know, did a it's ton awful. Of them. It's awful. Hey. I'd rather do the one and three stars. But <laughs> this is less awful because it's Kanto legendaries and they're fun, right? We haven't had them in a little while now, right? I don't even know. It's been like six months. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, at least. First up, Moltres with the exclusive move Sky Attack. Chris mentioned it in the news section sky attack is fantastic moltres is pretty much the best flying type attacker in the game with sky attack i think shadow honchkrow is competition but like who cares about that rayquaza yeah rayquaza is like glass though in the same department even moltres is tankier which is saying a lot next there's articuno with hurricane exclusive with hurricane legacy move if you do pvp Pretty much every PvP Articuno has Hurricane in all three leagues. So this is this is a big one if you haven't had an opportunity to get one yet. Next, there's Zapdos with Thundershock. It's an improvement over Charge Beam. <laughs> but that's kind of about it. <laughs> Sorry, Zapdos. I love the, you. The most exciting part of this news is that it devalues the one in my inventory so I can finally say goodbye <laughs> to him. Uh, no, you could have done that before. He's been in raids with... Thundershock. It could have, but I don't know. It's just, I think this is the one that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. It get, breaks the camera up's back. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had to pick one to ignore, it breaks my heart, but it's Zapdos because it just doesn't do anything special, especially when Electabuzz is going to be spawning and Electivire is just a better electric type. And on that note, Kyle, I'd like to remind you that there is an item available in the shop called the Team Medallion that you can purchase for 10,000 Poke Coins. Yeah. Uh, that allows you to change your team. <laughs> but Zapdos is cooler than the other two. So that's, that's true. That and it has the best Galarian form as well. Yes. Oh, my God. Galarian so Zapdos good. is so good. Anyways, good. moving on to other really good Pokemon. Mewtwo with Psy Strike. Chris wants Shadow Ball, but he's wrong. So it's okay. Psy Strike <laughs> is where it's at. Because there's all sorts of generalists out there. There's also, We just had Darkrai not even that long ago. You can have your Shadow Ball attacker there. But it's Mewtwo with Psy Strike. There's not really anything else to say. It's very good. If you have not gotten the opportunity to get one, definitely take this opportunity to do some. Save yourself those Elite TMs. Also a reminder that the Shiny is available. So if you don't have a Shiny Mewtwo, now is a chance for you to grind it out. I don't have a Shiny Mewtwo. Well, it's time for you to grind it out. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, on that grinding note, this is for legendaries in one egg pool for 12 hours that's kind of a bummer i don't there's no other way around it but trying to get the ones you're looking for is going to be a pain 
Well, this is we're now in a world that's post remote raids and they haven't really done this since then. So this is I, I think it'll be acceptable. I mean, yeah, no, it won't be as bad, but I do kind of wish they had paired it with the reduced egg hatching time like they've done in the past for eggs with a bunch of legendaries in them. Yeah, or, you know, made it that every gym had a raid in it and it would change every hour or something to rotate through all four of them. Yeah. If it's for 12 hours, they could do full rotation three times. But lastly, the version differences. We touched on it just a little bit, what we were interested in. But they're going to have different spawns. The incense are going to work a little differently. And they're going to have different boosted shiny rates, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And now here's the kind of nice thing. None of the individual spawns matter that much in terms of impacting gameplay. There's one here or there that's better in raids. There's one here or there that's better in PvP. But the base decision really comes down to, do you have a specific gap in your shinies that you would personally like to catch more of? Or do you have a favorite Pokemon, obviously? And that's how I would decide which version you're going for personally i know that's how chris has decided which which is he's going for cypher (laughs) but in summary i still think the big winner is just all of the shinies being out now you don't have to stress anything about oh no it's a kanto spawn and hopefully we stop seeing so much kanto everywhere please (laughs) no man dude kanto moves product bro this is this is the third Kanto event that we've had since we started recording this podcast. <laughs> That's true. And up, up up until basically we started recording the podcast, the game was largely just one never-ending Kanto event. <laughs> so... See, take this opportunity. All the shinies are out. Stop doing Kanto events. That is all. I would really like to encourage them to, yeah, step away from maybe that sort of stuff unless they're doing a, you know, uh, over the next few weeks, every single week will then focus on a different region. Like if it's part of all of the other regions being celebrated as well. Yeah. But I mean, I don't mind like cancer Pokemon being featured if it alongside other Pokemon, if they're trying to film like another theme, like for water festival, like Psyduck being boosted or something like that. Yeah, that's okay. But like just exclusively Kanto themed. I'm just everybody's tired of it. Guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Okay, well, either way, my mind is still made up. Red version all the way. <laughs> I'm very excited. And you know what? I didn't. It really occurred to me in there that, yeah, we could farm for Shiny Me Too. I'm excited to do that as well. But uh, we'll circle back on that ditto question. I know we teased it, but we'll circle back to it. Oh, my gosh. Maybe in this upcoming section right here, the Pokepole. We're skipping Pokelore this week because this episode is going to be long. So Pokepole it is. Last week's question was, what are your thoughts on the 40-plus experience so far? XL candies? We want your go-beyond feedback. First one's from Benny. He said, I enjoy the spawns that are with the first season, especially all the stage one and two spawns. I do think the costs and relative rarity of XL candy makes taking a level 40 Pokemon to level 50 a bit crazy. Unless you're willing to spend money on an extraordinarily large amount of raid passes, you will not be able to take a legendary to level 50. In my opinion, this makes Master League very pay to win. Oh, that's a, that's a fair argument. Um, I, I definitely agree. And 
I really don't want to see level 50 Pokemon in PvP at the current rate of XL candy earnings. What I really want them to do is allow you to take them in, but scale them back down to the level 40 CP level. Yeah, but like we've been asking for that kind of stuff for a long time, and that's clearly not going to happen, even though it happens in the main series game. Right, yeah, and I also don't know why they don't scale the other ones maybe up as well to level 40 so that you can then participate even at like a level 23 in the Master League just so you don't have to wait it out. Like rentals, I know people have been asking for rentals for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this uh, next response is from Chris D. I agree with Chris in relation to the level update that I love this game and have personally been waiting for so long for the update. I don't think Excel Candy has been explained that well to trainers and their context of the game, especially with so much going on in the game at the moment. I accidentally moved a Machamp to level 41 without realizing till I used it and saw it had 3075 CP when I used it in a raid. Nice. Uh, nice. Unless that was a PvP one, in which case, oops. Oh, yeah. Rip. <laughs> Next emails from Cook's Gravy, a.k.a. Mitch. Very. Sorry. It's the holy trinity of names. He's got to have all three. Like I said last week, Go Beyond has totally reinvigorated my passion for the game. XL Candy and powering up past level 40 isn't necessary at all for any part of the game. So I think it's just cool that at some point I can have an Umbreon in Ultra League range. As for PvP IVs, I don't feel like they matter that much anyway because really it only affects mirror matchups. And I believe I'm the only guy running a Talonflame and Chestnut in Great League right now. Overall, these are great additions. Seasons are very cool. Nice. All right. All right. I mean, I will contest that PvP IVs do matter, but I'm not smart enough to formulate an argument. All right. You want to know the easy one? Okay. First bar, small. Second and third bar, big. I There you go. I know which ones That's are preferred. It. That's I'm just it. saying why they matter. Okay, all right. And, and ballers around the world also, listening to this are like, you idiot, you simplified that so much. That's also, insulting. that simplification. I caught a 0, 14, 13 Froakie, and it's like rank 178 in Great League. Okay. And I was very but upset. Out of how many iterations, Kyle? Thousands of them. That is still in the top like one percentile of Froakie. It's fine. I think it's like top 3%, but. I was it's just still like, fine. I was expecting so much better. <laughs> like, this is the rank one. This is the one. I'm going to I'm gonna get to rank 24 with this. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> oh, geez. Anyway, this last one's from Cameron. I'm still level 40 and don't plan on actively going higher. On the topic of XL candy, I feel like legendary XL candy conversions need to be cut in half. I very much like that you're encouraged to get XL candy by catching, but if you want to power up a legendary that hasn't been or won't be in raids for a long time, you're stuck using rare candies or the ones you already have. I think XLs for legendaries need to be adjusted, but otherwise I'm enjoying getting the random XLs from catching. Also, kind of salty that some of my PvP Pokemon that I spent collectively hundreds of thousands of dust on aren't high ranking or not rank one anymore. Cough, Hundo Clefable. <laughs> <laughs> Hundo Clefable, yes. Uh. Rest in peace. Sorry to say. But yeah, I think we made a similar, Kyle, you in particular made a similar argument that they needed to adjust those down, especially for Legendaries last episode. It's, it is a task. I can't comprehend how anyone will get a level 50 Legendary without an extraordinary amount of effort. Right, exactly. So this week's Poke poll is... 
with the release of every remaining Kanto shiny on the horizon, what are you looking forward to the most? How on earth are they going to handle Ditto? All right, so we got a two-parter here, Chris. Okay. For the first part, what I'm looking forward to the most, it's a tie between Shiny Ditto and Shiny Mew. Oh, okay. All right. I, I Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Mew just because I can answer the Ditto one for my second question. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm, pro- I'm going to answer Ditto because I'm really excited to see how they handle it. Uh, which leads us into the second part of this question, which is how on earth are they going to handle Shiny Ditto? Now, I'm just going to say one theory, the one that I think is correct, because I want to leave room for other answers from folks. But I really am hoping that it appears as another Shiny Pokemon. uh, And then when you catch it, it can turn into a Shiny Ditto because it's going to make some people so angry. <laughs> uh, because you know it, it's finally that one Pokemon you've been hunting. Like yes, and you catch it. It's like oh, and you're like no. The, I mean, shiny Ditto, but Kyle's no. Of answering questions. <laughs> exactly. But Kyle, what do you think? Same thing. <laughs> I think it's going to be a reward for the special research. Full stop. And that they're just going to do away with it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One and done. You can't get any more. Okay. It's possible that they would go that route, and that would make probably the most sense because then they wouldn't even have to deal with all of this, but yeah. But anyway, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the Pokeball question, with the release of every remaining Kanto Shiny on the horizon, what are you most looking forward to, and how on earth are they going to handle Ditto? You can answer it when we post this question on social media, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter, or in the Discord, if you're a patron of ours, yes, we do answer the questions there as well. we got a whole channel dedicated to it. Wahoo! More on Patreon later at the end of the show. But you can also leave us a voicemail with your answer to 262-586-7717 or send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we talk more about emails and voicemails, let's hand it on over to Fish and DeFi-E, who this week are going to be talking about, and timely, I might add, considering this weekend coming up, Kind of like a deep dive into the Community Day Pokemon that you should really be looking out for. We covered it a little bit last week, too, but this is going to be more PvP-centric. So keep an eye out for that. And also, you know, some XL candy you should probably be keeping an eye out for that weekend as well and catching for. So over to you two. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahita. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, where we give you the news, tips, strategies that help you elevate your PvP game. DeFi, what is happening in PvP at the moment? Well, right now we are in the Great League. Great League is running currently until Monday, December 14th at 1 o'clock p.m. PST. How's Great League going for you? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm finding ways to make it fun. Um, running just all sorts of different teams just to see what sticks at the moment i'm really keen to see if i can make this team work it's vigoroth gengar haunter that's spicy that's it's kind of like the grass hole concept but a little different yeah yeah i mean this one works more on charge move damage rather than the tap tap fast move i'm kind of running a standard team my style is i really like to run the same team and just really kind of get to know it altaria in the lead with a lantern in the back and the safe swap is defense deoxys running a bit of a different move set psycho boost and rock slide i cannot tell you how satisfying it is to psycho boost a shadow victory bell I can imagine. So good. <laughs> Goes unshielded and it's just gone. And then you get a rage quit. It's it's the best. 
And so we are uh, heading into the middle of Nightfall Cup at the moment. DeFi E, what team did you end up settling on for Nightfall Cup and how's it been going for you? Well, I did a Nightfall practice tournament with the girls that PvP. I swept it. I got four wins. Ooh, it was nice. a small tournament, only 11 people, but that still felt really good. Yeah. I so am settling on Metacham, Venusaur, Galarian Stunfisk, Golbat, Wigglytuff, which I'm loving a lot, and then my girl Frostlass as my favorite safe swap. Right, yeah, the one thing that kind of stands out to me there is having Golbat and Wigglytuff on the same team, which they're both really good Pokemon, they're both fantastic fighting counters, and the Golbat can also counter any grass Pokemon, as well as the fairies, but yeah, um, you might have a bit of trouble running them on in the same line of three, because, spoiler, Galarian Stunfisk, it's actually got the highest usage out of any Pokemon I've ever seen for... Uh, Sulfurina Cup. It's running at a bit, a bit above 50% usage at the moment. So the fact that Galarian Stunfisk counters both the Golbat and the Wigglytuff quite comfortably, I imagine that might give you a bit of trouble. It does. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to be looking at switching that up so I have more GFIS coverage. But it's going to be hard. I think I'm going to say goodbye to Golbat, and I think it's going to it's going to hurt because Golbat against those Shadow. Razor Leaper is so good. Yeah. What are you thinking of replacing it with? It's tough to say. Gligar might be an option. Get a little bit more on G-Fisk. I'm looking at maybe bringing Toxicroak in. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, sure. So I'm running, like you, I'm running Venusaur, Galarian, Stunfisk, and Frostlass. Where I differ is I'm running Machamp as my fighter because I like that rock slide coverage that can help to take out Frostlass and <laughs> Golbat. I'm also running Swampert as just really its main job is a Galarian Stunfisk counter, but it can also beat the Charmers and Frostlass if it gets the shielding and energy situation right. And I'm running Alolan Ninetales as my Charmer, so it's the only other Charmer in the meta. And Wigglytuff does have better raw numbers, so it wins all the same things as Alolan Ninetales but usually with a bit more health left over. The reason I like Alolan Ninetales is that it has better matchups against the Ice Pokemon. So because it resists Ice, being an Ice Pokemon itself, it can get a much better matchup against Frostlass, Dugong, Lapras, um, Snow, Anything that really relies on Ice damage, Alolan Ninetales will get the better deal with that one. Sounds good. I'm excited. You'll have to let me know how that turns out for you. Yeah, we'll do. All right. Are we ready to do a deep dive? Yep, let's do it. And this week, we wanted to talk about the Community Day Pokemon. Chris and Carl touched on it last week, but we thought that we should give it a little bit of extra attention just purely in the PvP side of things. Obviously, it's happening this weekend, so you've got to listen to this episode quickly to get your money's worth out of it. But yeah, we wanted to cover some of those Pokemon and what you should look for out of these Community Day spawns. And where we want to start is Pokemon that you really want to focus on getting their Community Day moves. And obviously, you have to talk about Swampert. Swampert with Hydro Cannon is the king of all metas. It wipes the floor in Great League. Ultra League, Master League, a ton of Sylph Cups. It's definitely viable in Nightfall right now. And you also got to keep in mind, it has a Mega. Megas are 
out, they are here, and we can be looking forward to Swampert's Mega at some point. Another Pokemon that is really good for PvP is Empoleon. It learns Hydro Cannon just like Swampert does, but it is absolutely not viable without Hydro Cannon. It doesn't work. Empoleon is really interesting because it's a sealed water type and it has Drill Peck as a coverage move. So it's kind of fun and interesting to use, especially in the Ultra League. One Pokemon that I would like to mention is kind of the more controversial pick of this community day, which is Charizard. Charizard is getting Dragon Breath this year. Obviously, it does have access to that Blast Burn from previous community days, but it cannot get it this year or this community day. So a lot of people have been saying that it's not viable. I beg to differ. I think Charizard with Dragon Breath and Overheat is perfectly viable. Obviously, Blast Burn is the better move, but if you don't have Dragon Breath Blast Burn, you can run Overheat. I've just looked it up. Against the Open Ultra League meta, Charizard with Dragon Breath, Overheat, and Dragon Claw will beat about two-thirds of the top meta Pokemon. Sounds good. Another couple Pokemon to look out for. One of them is Gyarados. Gyarados is amazing in both Ultra and Master League with its Community Day move in Aqua Tail. It is super spammy. As a fast move, you can run either Dragon Breath or you can run Waterfall. It has a lot of really good different options. Another Pokemon would be Gengar. Gengar is a slightly better version of Haunter when it has its Community Day move. And when I say slightly, I mean slightly. Razor thin. Yeah, Gengar's just the slightly less glassy glass cannon of the cannons. But both are quite glassy. Yeah. <laughs> but two Pokemon I wanted to look at here are Pokemon that have a really versatile moveset that works with or without their community day moves, and they are Blaziken and Beedrill. Blaziken gets Blast Burn as its community day move, and while it is a fantastic nuke in the late game, if you don't know, a nuke is when you've got a move that just takes out a whole Pokemon. It can just destroy that HP bar if you get it through unshielded. So Blast Burn is a fantastic nuke coming from Blaziken. But if you can't get Blast Burn on Blaziken during the December community day, it can work without it. Blaze Kick and Brave Bird is a really nice moveset for Blaziken. Blaze Kick will get you that fire damage and also burn shields quickly because it's a very low energy cost move. And Brave Bird is a nuke move of its own. We all know how much damage Brave Bird does after using it on Skarmory. And Blaziken is a very high attack Pokemon, so that will just take out some Pokemon. Also, if you really want to use an Elite TM and you've already got a Blast Burn Blaziken, Stone Edge is a really spicy little option for Blaziken. As for Beedrill, Drill Run is, by the numbers, the best move that Beedrill can have, but it's really handy to have other options available. I have, in my storage, a bunch of Drill Run Beedrills, but also one built up that has X-Scissor and Aerial Ace, another that has X-Scissor and Sludge Bomb, and it's really nice having all those available to deal with whatever meta you happen to be playing in. So Fish, it sounds like there's a lot of really awesome Pokemon for Community Day. Would you say all the Community Day Pokemon are this good? I think you know the answer to that, Deepai. 
I definitely know the answer to that. <laughs> there are is a long list of Pokemon that I'm going to call the meh category. And starting off in that meh category is Flygon. Flygon has Earth Power as its community day move, and you can also use Earthquake. Earth Power to Earthquake is very, very similar to Shadow Bone versus Shadow Ball on Alolan Marowak. Earth Power, it's more consistent. Earthquake is much more of a nuke. It can one-shot a lot of things. It can flip matchups, but you have to rely a little bit on baiting using Dragon Claw, its other charge move. So that is something to keep in mind. Another Pokemon in that kind of eh category is Rhyperior. Rhyperior learns Rock Wrecker on level up with the Sinnoh Stone. And it is definitely worth it in Master League. It's definitely worth taking a look at. I love using Togekiss in Master League and Rhyperior is a hard counter <laughs> to Togekiss. Rhyperior can also beat Metagross in the two shield scenario using Rock Wrecker and Superpower. One Pokemon that I think is really interesting with or without its Com Day move is Shiftry. It learns Bullet Seed as its Community Day move, and Bullet Seed has the exact same stats as Snarl, which is its non Com Day move. So it's really high energy, really low damage, and really. Whether you want to run Bullet Seed or Snarl is entirely dependent on the meta that you want to run it in. So if you're running it in a Silpharina Cup where there's a lot of Mud Boys around, then you might want Bullet Seed. Or if you expect to see a lot of Ghosts or Steel Pokemon that would resist Bullet Seed, then maybe Snarl's better for you. It's like Beedrill, it's probably best to just have at least one of each, just so you can pick and choose depending on the meta. But then DeFi. There is another Pokemon that I think has been criminally underrated, and I want to set the record straight. It is Alakazam with Counter. Of course, yeah, Psycho Cut, by the numbers, is definitely better than Counter. I will not dispute that. It gets more wins. But we constantly say, here in PvP Corner, that there is no singular black and white answer with PvP. Yes, counter will get you less overall wins, but the specific wins that it gets you is very appetizing. Running counter on your Alakazam will get you wins over a lot of steel Pokemon like Bastiodon, Galarian Stunfisk, Skarmory, Empoleon, and Ferrothorn. It will get you wins over some dark Pokemon, which you would think would beat a Psychic, but no, it will get you wins over Scrafty, Shiftry, and Obstagoon. It also has some really nice niche extra wins, such as Meganium, Lapras, Shadow Snorlax, Poliwrath, and Tangrowth. This is in Great League and Ultra League that these Pokemon reside in, but if you are game, if you are just gutsy enough to bring an Alakazam into Master League with that counter move, not only is it going to beat Mamoswine, not only is it going to beat Garchomp, but it also will beat the king of the Master League, Dialga. What? It beats Dialga in the One Shield. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> so, uh, just keep keep in mind that it's it's never black and white. There will be matchups that you lose if you decide to bring in counter. But if you do want to use Counter Alakazam, evolve one during this December Community Day and watch those Dialgas burn. I'm ready for it. One thing that definitely bears repeating, Chris and Kyle already brought it up, 
But there are some Pokemon that are pretty much hands down better without their Community Day move. Gallade and Gardevoir, please don't evolve them during Community Day. You don't want Synchronize on them. And Mamoswine, you don't want Ancient Power. Save it. Evolve it after. One final thing we want to mention is that there are some second stage evolutions that do get a lot of time in PvP. The big one is, of course, the Danger Monkey Vigoroth. It is the evolved form of Slaykoth, and it is a fantastic safe switch option, a normal type with counter, and that body slam damage that is just so fast and hard. Also, not quite as relevant, but still definitely viable is Grotal, uh, particularly Shadow Grotal. It has made a lot of appearances in Arena Cups. It is a really cool little Razor Leafer that is a bit tankier than your Shadow Victory Bell and doesn't have the poison typing, which can be an advantage or a disadvantage depending on what comes in against it. And also Shelgon. Shelgon is another really interesting Pokemon that does have some viability depending on the meta. So just keep that in mind. If you've got the candy for it, it might help to have some aside for those Pokemon. Keeping this all in mind, I think I'm going to be really busy Community Day weekend. I feel like I've got a lot to catch. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be busy too. So with that said, we are going to end it there. We want to hear some feedback. If you have some questions or comments for the show, then send it through to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Chris will send it on through to us. And with that said, we are going to kick it back to Chris and Carl. Enjoy your Community Day. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi. E, appreciate it as always. Can I just say, Kyle, really quick, I, I really cannot believe that we actually have a consistent PvP section, and it is thanks to those two in particular. <laughs> so thank you again. And I know that they just plugged this, and we don't really give them enough credit. You should really go and check out their content. They both stream on Twitch and all that, so we'll have more details in the show notes. We actually have links to them in every show notes we've had since we've added them to our roster on the show here. But would like to emphasize you really should go check out their stuff, especially if you're interested in entertaining PvP content and learning more about uh, PvP in general. But hey, I did promise you, you know, some stuff with voicemails and emails. Uh, and Kyle, that's your cue. Emails and voicemails. We got some voicemails first. Yes, it looks like Team Voicemail Plus One showed up this week, and I'm very excited to share them with you. So first up is Mick Marvel. Hey guys, Nick of the Marvel here again, uh, and coming in strong for Team Voicemail. Um, so I am a bit jealous, I do want to say, because email gets a nice little emails, and uh, I do want to say that reminds me of Strong Dad emails, if you guys remember that, and uh, every <laughs> yes. time you do it, I always get the email, email, what, what the email in my head, um, but where's the love for, for Team Voicemail? Do we not get a little little jingle or anything like that? That'd be great. This week we did. Anyway, last week I was saying that I had 4 million experience to go to get to level 40, and now I've got 3 million to go. So nice. it's going to be a close one. So any pointers on that would be great. You know, I'm trying to do all my gifts and stuff, but it's those stupid 7K eggs that really deter me when I have open <laughs> egg spots. Yeah. Just really annoying. But I just wanted to leave you guys with this question, and I would love to know your thoughts on this. So let's say all of the Pokemon disappear, and 
you can only have those from one region, like one generation of Pokemon, what would that generation be and why? So enjoy the podcast and looking forward to hearing your answer on this. Okay, I have a qualifying question, Kyle. Maybe you can help. You might be wondering this same exact thing, though, too. Okay. But it, in the event that a generation introduces either a baby version and slash or an extended evolutionary line, like with an item evolution, do we also have access to the pre-evolution that was included in the other generation? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I okay. it's fair. And the twist is it didn't matter because I'm choosing Johto anyway. I mean, it does for Scyther, but that's really about it. But Johto's the reason. It has Caesar in it. It has Cyndaquil. Uh, Steelix is... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. But Cyndaquil and, and Caesar are reason enough for me to want that generation to be the only one remaining if I had to choose. I got a surprise answer. It's oh, not Gen 3. Canto? It's not Gen 3. It's not Canto either. <laughs> oh, oh, Gen okay. 5. My answer is Gen Really? 5. Because unlike every other generation which was designed to be auxiliary to the current Pokedex, whatever that current Pokedex was at the time. Gen 5 is the only generation since Kanto to be designed as its own standalone, fully complete Pokedex. They add another 100 and some odd, 135 Pokemon, and you can only catch new Pokemon through your playthrough of the game until you beat the Elite Four. So it's a very well-rounded group of Pokemon. They have the Machamp clones, you know, they have good amount of fire types and good water types so it's it's a very good complete generation whereas like if you look at kalos for example there's only 65 new pokemon so you wouldn't want that to be the only generation that existed for example that is an excellent answer i wasn't expecting that at all but bravo uh, bra- bra- bravo uh, but thank you for the voicemail there mick uh, let's let's get into uh the next one which is from just the average joe Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's just the average Joe checking in from Florida again. Just listened to last week's episode and realized you answered my question uh, before I asked it. So I'm going to ask a completely different question so that it doesn't sound silly. This is actually a question for Fish and DeFi-E because it pertains to GBL, which I guess you and Kyle can answer as well if you have an answer to it. And it's how do you guys deal with uh, GBL fatigue? I find myself really enjoying GBL for short sprints and then just absolutely loathing doing it for like two weeks at a time. But, you know, all the all the new ranks and rewards sound absolutely delightful. And I want to know, uh, you know, is it about patience and persistence? Do you guys do uh, fun different kinds of teams? Uh, just what are your thoughts there? Um, you know, happy, happy holidays, guys. I uh, hope you have a delightful week and um, catch lots of shinies. Later, boys. Okay, well, I, I will have to forward this to uh, Fish and DeFi. Maybe they can answer you next week. I did not do that this week because I, I don't usually listen to the voicemails until the day of because I want them to be a surprise. Uh, <laughs> so that's on me. But uh, we can give our uh, half-baked answer, I suppose. Kyle, how do you deal with GBL fatigue? This is a funny This is a funny question to be asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the real answer is I don't do Go Battle League. But right an actual answer to the question because I play a lot of other video games and that kind of competitive fatigue is, is a very real thing. And it really just depends on what you're playing for and how you can keep it fun for you. And also remember, you don't have to keep playing that applies to 
Pokemon Go in general. If you're feeling burnt out or anything, take a break. Change the way you play. And I think that's a good way of keeping things fresh. Maybe don't do 10 matches every night. (laughs) Do, you know, five and then you won't feel like you're sprinting to the finish line and burning yourself out faster. I think that's excellent advice. And I don't really have anything else to impart. Um, I, I do play GBL, but I play it hyper casually. Like I will play maybe 20, 25 matches a week at most, uh, more like 15 <laughs> more often than not. Uh, but I, I just play a handful and I don't really get burnt out. I just kind of get kind of, tired of doing the same thing because I only have a handful of meta Pokemon and I don't really want to do the sets with fun Pokemon that I don't think are going to be competitive and win in a meta, like a meta sort of way uh, because I am competitive and I like having a positive win rate. So, so that's pretty much it. I just play a very little amount and I still just enjoy it every time as a result. So I guess that's my answer, but uh, we'll circle back with Fish and D5 for next week. So thank you for the voicemail, Joe. The next one's from Rocket Man. Hey, Kyle and Chris. This is Rocket Man checking in as part of team voicemail. Yeah, I kind of was just thinking about it a little bit ago that uh, my favorite type is grass in the games or the cards or anything like that. And so I was wondering, what are your guys' favorite grass-type Pokemon? Mine is probably Parasect. Which gets me a lot of flack, but um, right after that is Venusaur, I think. And then probably Skeptile, or Sceptile, however you want to say it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's my little short little top three. Anyway, yeah, I just kind of wanted to know what your guys' favorite was, or top couple at least. And, uh, yep, that's my question for the week. So keep up the good work, and uh, we'll see you later. All right, Kyle, I know that we have at least one overlap here. Yes, I'm, I'm sure we do. I'm just going to come out and say it. It starts with a D and it ends with a Isidui. Yes. Isidui <laughs> is 100% my number one. And it, it you could remove the ghost typing. I don't care. It's just such a good design for a Pokemon. It, it really, really is. Do you have uh, two others? If you had to pick a top three, Isidui is number one. What about two and three? Septile is number two for me. Like, no question. Okay. Um, yeah, I would probably I would say Sceptile is my top three as well, or maybe top five. I don't know about top three, but I love Sceptile. Um, if Decidueye is number one, which it, it kind of is for me, I don't really have a whole lot of love for grass types, at least just not in a way that like I think about them or pine over them. I like them just fine. I don't dislike grass types. I just don't think about them a whole lot. But Decidueye is definitely, I would probably say number one until I'm reminded of something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> But yeah, I would say probably number two for me, just to kind of tie with you. I actually really like, I have grown quite a bit of fondness for Mega Obama Snow now. Oh my God. Okay. I have. It's so crazy, man. It's like, it's pine trees just like blowing up and yelling at you. It's nutty. But that's number two. Mega Obama Snow. I think I thought of a third one just to round out the list. Okay. Shift Tree. Oh, that's a good one. I like Shiftry. That's and a really good part one. of me wanted to say Ludicolo, but because Ludicolo is a lot of fun, but it's it's not a favorite. Oh, I'll definitely pick up Ludicolo <laughs> for my third. I love Ludicolo, especially Detective Pikachu movie. That was great. Oh my god, love yeah. it, Ludicolo! <laughs> What's not to love? But anyway, thanks for the voicemail there, Rocket Man. Next one's from DeFi. 
Hi, Chris and Kyle. This is DeFi250. My answer for the PokePoll is I'm really enjoying the Go Beyond experience, but I'm a little worried about XL candies for the cost of entry for PVP and for mythicals. If I want to max out my Mew right now, I can't. Can't catch, can't trade, can't transfer. There's no way to get Mew XL candy other than converting a bunch of rare candy. So what are your thoughts on that? For my goal, my goal was to hit level 41. I did that on Friday. I actually hit 42 over the weekend. I just got that on Monday. Woo. So my goal for by this time next week, I'd like to hit level 43. I have more than enough experience, but I just need to finish up the tasks for this level. My question for you today is if you could snap your fingers and change careers right now, what career would you switch to? Have a great week. Bye. Okay. Well, first of all, we answered the first part. So uh, that was an excellent question. Yeah, the whole XL candy is definitely going to be an interesting thing. But Kyle and I both think that the legendaries, and, and let's also include mythicals. We didn't before, yeah. but let's do it. It definitely needs to be changed in some way. There needs to be some other avenue of acquisition because maximum amount would be an insane task. But Kyle, if you could snap your fingers and change your uh, career to anything, what would it be? I mean, I would like to do something that I went to school for, something related to that. For those who don't know, <laughs> for those who don't know, I went to school for graphic design. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in that and didn't have much luck finding a job. Still looking, but not so much because of the current times. I would really like to do something advertisement relating. I really like signage and stuff like that. Not so much web design, although I'm open to that. So something that would be in that field, if I could immediately. <laughs> well, dang, Kyle, if you're looking for some practice, uh, I know the GoCast podcast website <laughs> needs a little bit of love. Ah, so, uh, love design. <laughs> <laughs> and for myself, if I could snap my fingers and, and have any career, it would be doing something like this full time. I love podcasting, love content creation in general, but podcasting is really kind of where my heart is at. And terrestrial radio, I did an internship young when I was a younger, a younger dude and did not really care for the sellouty sort of nature vibe that I got. Maybe that's because I went to a local radio station out here in the suburbs. That's probably why. But like if I like a serious XM sort of radio gig or something like that, or like a big time full time podcaster, oh, that would be the dream. <laughs> that would be the dream. I'd love to do that. But thanks for the voicemail, DeFi. And this next one's from Seth. Hey, Chris. Hey, Kyle. This is Seth, uh, a.k.a. Bulbaset7. I decided to join Team Voicemail this week. Well, Team um, Voicemail. So I just figured I'd uh, kind of fill you in on what was going on. I had the day off today, so I did laundry, folded it, and put it away all in one day. I will pause and wait for a round of applause. I also watched all uh, of Part 3 of Pokemon Journeys today, and I would just like to say, Chris, you are in Episode 9 I'm pretty sure you and the bug girl, I forget her name, are the same person. Um, <laughs> yes. I really want you to watch that because I think you're going to appreciate her. Anyways, another news. Not much really has changed for me in terms of gameplay. I'm level 41 now, uh, but other than that, uh, nothing new. Once Mitch, I open his gift tomorrow with his best friend, and that should push me over to level 42, I think. And then after that, it's fair game of just grinding it out until I get there. But I did want to set some goals that I will follow through on next week, whether it's in a voicemail or an email. The goals are going to be to reach level 42. Uh, I'd like to get 300,000 dust. That'll push me over a million, which I haven't had since, I think, GoFest. So it's been a while. Um, I'd like to hit 75 kilometers for the week. 
which I haven't done since this summer either. I got pretty close last week, so I'd like to try and get there. Um, and then I'd also like to catch 2,500 uh, Pokemon for the week as well. I want to get that uh, Platinum Collector badge, so i got to start catching if I'm going to get there. Uh, but that's all I had. Can't wait to listen to the episode. Thanks. Twenty five hundred Pokemon in a week, Kyle Weak Sauce. You wanted a thousand. Uh, well, you know what? I don't. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> That's how you set goals, kiddo. <laughs> no, but hey, good luck and I, I, just good luck on that, Seth. I got nothing else to say. Holy wow! Yeah, those are those are good goals, though. Good goals. Very there. true. Uh, looking forward to hearing how it goes. And then the last voicemail is from Jake. Hey, Chris and Kyle. My name is Jake, and I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I drive an 18-wheeler, and I'm currently headed to California. Chris, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, man, I love your energy and positivity that you give off all the time. You really help, uh, you know, make the podcast more, you know, enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> and also, by the way, man, keep that 420 collection, man. Yes. Keep it going. <laughs> yes. I support it 100%. Now, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. You are the biggest fraud of them all. We still love you, though. 100%. <laughs> all right, guys. So here's my question. What is the first Pokemon game that you ever played? And what was your favorite starter from that Pokemon game? Mine, personally, I started off on Pokemon Silver. And my favorite starter Pokemon from that game was Totodile. Aww. All right, guys. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. And also, have a great holidays. Now I want to know why he thinks you're a fraud. I don't. I, I'm. I'm I, I sense some animosity. I think it's because of instinct. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But you know what? I think. I think it was a little bit of shade because the the joke was that you never hit or you hit like one of your goals. You would set. Right. But you've been doing really good. You've been putting a lot of effort into doing it. So I don't know if people can you got say a whole fifty percent this week. We'll see. That's true. Yeah, but there's three goals still out of true. six, regardless. True. But you know, hey, cast a wide net. Catch a lot of fish. <laughs> Jake was going strong there until Totodile, by the way. Just going to throw that out there. <clears throat> uh, but Kyle, first game and favorite starter from that game? First game was red. Favorite starters was Charmander. It's, it's, it's simple. All right, I'm going to shake it up. My first game was red and my first starter was Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> Life lifelong boys over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks for the voicemail there, Jake. And if you would like to send in a voicemail just like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to 262-586-7717. Okay, we're at the emails. Hooray. Yep. Emails. Great. So really quick, we're going to read an email next week from Noel. Noel, we got your email and it's incredible. It is very long and this episode is going incredibly long as well. So we're going to uh, rain check it until next week, but we got it. I read it. I loved it to death, and I'm excited to share it with everybody next week. So thank you for sending that in, Noel. This first email is from Mitch, and he says, Hello, I, zombie watcher and normal candy eater. I'm back, baby. What, normal candy eater? And I, zombie watcher. That's both of them are you. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Oh, (laughs) this is is just to you then. I'm going to read it anyway. I'm back, baby. I write to you today from the comfortable corner in my basement at home in Illinois. Hey, he's back in the state. Hey. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go in between writing and taking finals from home, which stinks. 
In fact, those have been pretty much the two things I do every day beside workout and loaf off. I'm loving the 40 plus grind. I blew through to level 44th since my last voicemail. I had the advantage of a second account to both of those battles. Is that cheating? Well, technically, yes, it's against terms of service, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not a cop. I did all of my Great League battles in the actual GBL with Kalos Pokemon. That was very fun. Loving the way that Chestnut functions in the meta and surprising people with Hurricane on Talonflame. Bye-bye, Shift Tree. (laughs) Nice. For cool gets from traveling home from New Mexico and just under a week at home, Shiny Murko from outside of Petrified Forest National Park, Lucky Shiny Needle King, and Perfect Fennekin. How do I turn this into a chestpin? Stop it. It's fine <laughs> as it is. Humble brag over. Uh, goals. Three sets of GBL a day. LOL. No. <laughs> 900,000 dust. Yes. 924,000 dust after powering up chestnut and town flame. That's ridiculous. Man, well, that's I, I, so he means dust. He means total. Not he got 900,000 in a, in a week. I'm pretty sure. I think he wanted to get 900,000 in a week. I don't. I don't think that was his goal. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know what? I, I'm not willing to put anything past Mitch because he is a super player. Okay. So. Well, Mitch, you, you let us know, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right, not Chris. So, okay. That's usually a safe bet. Kyle's usually right. <laughs> uh, level 43. I am level 44. Yeah. Nice. Good job. You blew past that one. We were, we were a little bit skeptical, but good for you. New goals. Catch a Noibat. <laughs> Meet me there, man. All of us are. Yeah. <laughs> One million dust. Okay, so maybe you're right. I think that kind of implies that maybe I don't think he's going to get a one million dust in a week. So probably hit one million. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, 20 team rocket grunts at level 45 requirement. Yep. Okay. A little note on this one. I will be without my car as of Monday because it needs Mm. repair. So we'll get a little forced break. Kills me a little bit because I am so ready to grind out a bunch of grunts for level 45. And the 100 purifications. Oh, yeah. And you just did all of those. Uh, oh, man. That God. feels bad, man. <laughs> Shiny vibes all. You know my name. Sorry, team voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the email there, Mitch. And good luck on your goals good there, luck. sir. Yep. I wish you the Noibat luck. I wish all of us the Noibat luck, please. Everybody so many, listening. So many eggs. You've been touched by a sliver of Kyle positivity. He wishes you <laughs> Noibat luck. I'm going to take that to the bank. Thank you. Next emails from Adam. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. I have a bit of a go conspiracy theory to propose. No, Giovanni and Professor Will are not secretly working for the Illuminati. Or are they? <laughs> it's a positive conspiracy. And it goes like this. While Niantic is challenging trainers to reach level 40 by the end of the year, they're also secretly power leveling them to help get them there evidence there are two double evolve xp spotlight hours this month and cheap evolve mons like pidgey and weedle are everywhere yes they are my god yep excellent throws baby all day every day double catch xp this is a great bonus in and of itself but combine that with the excellent throws being bumped to a base of a thousand experience they're currently worth two thousand which is crazy yep then combine that with the fact that i think a lot of people are overlooking Wild spawn Pokemon seem odd right now, right? But there is a link. <gasps> They're being heavily weighted toward those with nice big hitboxes. <clears throat> Weedle. Giving more and more opportunities to land those excellent throws. Makahita, Taurus, and even a few Gothita and Snorlax. I've seen a surprising amount of Gothita. It's nice. <laughs> I haven't seen any, really? It's a- exclusively a nighttime spawn. From what oh, I can tell. Okay. So you have to be okay. Big, big targets for big, big XP. And lastly, last but not least, it may be just me, but excellent throws themselves seem to be easier to hit. 
I have not been able to find anyone else writing and talking about this, like on the Pokemon Go subreddit or anything, but I am nailing excellence left and right, even on normal hitbox Pokemon, like the Gen 6 starters, far more than I used to. It's unlikely that I got so much better the day that Gen 6 debuted, so I truly think that excellent throws have been buffed. I don't know why Niantic would keep this a secret, but it's a positive one that rewards effort. Have you noticed more excellent throws? What are your thoughts? P.S. Blanche, Candela, and Spark are definitely lizard people. All the best, Adam. Well, first and foremost, Spark cannot be a lizard person because he's way too <laughs> quirky. And lizard people, they, they wouldn't be quirky. I, I've also, I have it on, on good information uh, that lizard people cannot dab. So I, I think Spark <laughs> is free. Spark is free from uh, suspicion. Now, Blanche and Candela, you have a fair, you got a fair point there. Blanche in particular, emotionless. Yes, exactly. Cold-blooded. Lizard person. Yep, 100%. But to answer the answer the questions here, there's a couple in here, but I, I don't think it is a secret. I think they kind of designed these events in anticipation of them. I think actually in some of the copy in a couple of the articles before, and they were talking about, you know, double times catch experience, they mentioned like to help people get to 40 by the end of the year. Yeah, but I will say that some that do go overlooked, the two double Evolve XP spotlight hours, I didn't notice that there were two until it was just pointed out and i'm like oh man i gotta prepare for the end of the month yeah that's true yeah especially considering they also increase the xp for evolving pokemon that's gonna be nutty but hey i also have a comment on the whole more excellent throws maybe they're easier to hit thing i don't think they are what i think is happening here is a common psychological thing that we do with ourselves that when you're looking for something you tend to notice it more often this is also the reason why if slash when you buy a new car, you tend to see that car everywhere you go now, as opposed to when you didn't have it before. Lots of things. If you go looking for it, you will find it because the human brain is great at filling in gaps where there might not actually be any. On a similar note to that, I think that everyone is trying to get excellent throws now, whereas in the past, everyone's like, great throws, fine, just throw the ball. I know that that's been the case for me on any Pokemon that I deem worthy enough to take the effort. So not on Weedles, for example. <laughs> hey, the Weedles are easy, man. No, they're not. Yeah, you just gotta like, eh, just you gotta, like, like drop it, it. And like half the time, it still hits the top of their head. <laughs> well, we'll do a master class on Weedle catching, okay? Hey, I got my excellent curveball throw for my Mew off a of Weedle. I can do it. I just don't That's like true. it. That's true. That's true. That is one of my favorite old old school stories from you. That was funny. I remember going, are you kidding me? That really? That's funny. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, thank you for the email there, Adam. Next one is from Tyrion Lebowski. And this was actually technically a text message to our voicemail line. So that does work as well. Love the podcast. You guys are great. I need to know what faction were you in? Wow. I was a troll hunter. I bet Chris is a paladin for Alliance and Kyle is a troll mage. Let me know. Keep up the great work. Well, you're half right for me. Uh, I was a mage, but I was not a troll. I was boring vanilla human for three expansions. And then I was boring vanilla human death knight for the remaining three expansions. (laughs) And as Kyle and I try other MMOs, his first go to thing is whatever is closest to death knight. Yes. Yes, it is. Every time. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, but you nailed you nailed it on the head for me. I, I definitely went and left to my own devices because most of my friends played Horde, so I ended up playing Horde with them a lot. But uh, I used to go and just make characters because my heart was always in the Alliance, and I would play a human paladin because I identified with it the most. So, yep, you, 
you nailed me there for sure. But thank you for the text message, Tyrion. Next email is from JJ, and they said, hey, boys, with a Z, just want to let you guys know I made the decision to return to school this winter for a four-year degree. Nice. I got my two-year degree and took some time off before the lockdowns and made the switch to midnight shifts at work. It was unironically great timing because I get to avoid a huge amount of people at my job, and I got to work a ton while colleges sort out the from-home learning. I found the podcast right when I made the switch to midnights, so I just wanted to thank you again for making all these long hours more enjoyable. This year has been a blur of exhausting work, and you guys really helped me get through it and reach a new level of goals for myself moving forward. Besides, everyone knows college have a ton of Pokemon at them anyways, so it's a no-brainer. Till next time, JJ. Well, that's true about the college campus. I, that I is very true. Not playing yes. when I was still in college. <laughs> but that's awesome to hear that you're going back to school and that like all the timing worked out perfectly, especially as someone who works late nights, not necessarily overnights. I can relate a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, congratulations on going back to school. That's a that's a great choice, and I'm very excited for you. And uh, thanks for having us uh, along for your long nights uh, at work. I'm glad that we were able to alleviate a little bit of the boredom or the monotony, at least a little bit. So yeah, hey, thanks. And this last one is from Kelvin. Hey, Kyle and Chris, last week and my, oh, Kyle was a Kyle and Chris. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, last week, me and my girlfriend saw on Reddit that Klefki was spawning in the UK, but only on the south coast. So this past weekend, we decided to go on a 250-mile round <laughs> road trip to go get some. Oh, my gosh. We only managed to get four each, but we did also find two Noibets. Stop it. Oh, my gosh, man. To top things off, we also hatched one each from 10K eggs. So they wow. do exist, Kyle. Come they on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to business. Chris, I need your help. When slash if worldwide trades come in with Kyle expressing how much he dislikes Klefki, I need you to log in on his account and trade with me. I don't always want to inflict anger on people, but this would be a gem and totally worth it. <laughs> if it wasn't against terms of service, I might consider it. <laughs> it's just you just have to wait till we have an event and you just take my phone from me. That's yeah. Do. Yeah, absolutely. Add him as a friend. Coordinate it. Yeah, I'll get some people. We'll, we'll make a, a grand distraction. We'll do it. After hearing all your Kit Kat chat, I'd just like to add that Chris eats Kit Kats the correct way. It's much more efficient. They hate us because they ain't us. Uh, that, that's very true. That's, that's true. what a, that's what a sociopath says. <laughs> that's also true. Thank you for noticing. Uh, <laughs> after Kyle let me down on his goals last week, I'd like to offer him an incentive. If Kyle completes all of his weekly goals just once before the end of the year, I will join the Patreon. I've been contemplating it for a while, but I just don't feel like Kyle takes this seriously enough. Ha-ha. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's just dunking <laughs> on you today. What's going on? Oh, uh, man. Uh, finally, I'd just like to set my own personal goal. Some may say I'm crazy, but I want to get to level 45 by the end of the year. 10 million XP and 99 rocket grunts to go. Wish me luck. Have a good one. Kelvin. That's a well, lot of experience luck. to get in three weeks. Uh, it's it's doable. Didn't you hear that email from Adam? They're they're, be they're begging us to do it. So oh hey, I, I think it's I think it's doable. Good luck, Kelvin. Good luck in particular on that ninety nine rocket grants. Oh my gosh, that's quite a lot to do. All right, well, Kyle, now you've got some pressure for setting goals, and you can't just like set one. <laughs> I I know, I know. <laughs> Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the email section. If you'd like to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can at mail 
at gogetspodcast.com. And again, the voicemail line is 262-586-7717. You can visit our website for more information about our show, previous episodes, and contact information at gogetspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our most active social media account, at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. If you'd like to help support us on Patreon, which we've mentioned several times throughout the show, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash gocastpodcast. Patreon is a cool service where you can help support people doing cool projects that you like. It's kind of like a, you you name a price for like a like a monthly contribution sort of thing, but you also get rewards. And so starting at the lowest tier, which is $1 a month, you gain access to the Patreon exclusive Discord, which is arguably, actually not arguably, it is most definitely and objectively the best thing that we offer because, wow, it's it's killer. I love our community <laughs> so much. Um, and speaking of our community, shout out to our elite trainers, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, and Lori. Thank you for your continued generous support. We appreciate you so very, very much. Uh, and I always kind of forget to mention this, but Kyle and I stream on Twitch. On Mondays and Thursdays, we do shows at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's at twitch.tv forward slash gocastpodcast. On Thursdays, we do a uh, main series game playthrough. We're about to start Generation 3 this week. Kyle is driving. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and on Mondays, I do an art-based stream. This past week, we designed a ghost-type evolution, and it was very fun. But that brings us to the end of the show. And uh, Kyle, that means that you've got to uh, set some goals. And uh, so do I. That's the catch. <sighs> okay. Goals. Uh, is Kiram still going to be in raids this week? I think it doesn't, it doesn't so. Change over. Well, goals. Level 41. That means 10 raids. Okay. Not that big a deal. Don't forget that we have community day this weekend. Community days. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Not even interested at all. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm going to play. But like, since you take part in the entire year, it's not as exciting. That's fair enough. I would like six shinies from playing on Saturday because I'm only going to play on Saturday from community day. Six shinies from anything. Okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. Any of them will do. Okay. I want to hatch at least 50 eggs. 50? 50. Five zero. What? Yes. Um, did you buy incubators? I have 34 super incubators right now. Oh my gosh! I don't remember. I don't remember if I said it at the beginning of this episode, but for those who are paying attention, if I didn't say it, I may have wailed slightly on Pokemon Go for the first time in a very long time. (laughs) Every once in a while, because if anyone didn't notice, I was at twenty four fifty Pokemon stores last week, and I'm at four thousand now. So, dude, good for you. (laughs) I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that you treated yourself because you don't. You're very good about not spending money um, or an over amount of money. And it's nice to treat yourself every once in a while. Tis the season. So lots of eggs. Part of me wants to say Noivap, but that's not up to my control to get. So I'm not putting that there. <laughs> but that's what the eggs are for. True, true. 500 Pokemon, just because I know I'm not going to play as much as I did this week. I want to I catch that many. Okay, what's your current number at? So I can write it down. 34202. Okay, got it. Locked in. So you're looking for... 34702 next week by next week. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. That's one, two, three, four, four goals. All right. What about you? Okay. Guys? 
are great. I have uh, set four for myself as well. I want to get 30 shinies over the course of both days of the weekend. That's fair, yeah. Uh, level 43, so I have to get this last Eevee and then do the level 42 stuff, which will be fun. I want to get 500,000 Stardust, which will bring me up to a 3 million Stardust total. And after I cross the 3 million Stardust total, I'm taking a screenshot and I'm spending a ton because it's so hard not to, but I'm going to. And then I really want to catch a Noibat. I am going to bite the bullet on this one. Oh, my gosh. All right, yep. everybody. Is everyone ready for Chris's uh, D next week? <laughs> Three out of four? Let's not put it like that. I mean, it's a D. I guess it depends That's where you true. go to school. Well, I suppose so. But on a, on a scale that most people understand, that would be a, a letter grade of a D, yes. No, it would be a, a C in the old style of grading every 10 points. Oh, three out of four, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 75% is definitely a C. But not when I went to school. When I went to high school, 75% was a D. Wow. Where'd and you go? 69 like some... was failing. Oh, nice. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening all the way through episode 122. We'll see you on the other side of Community Day. Good luck. May the shinies rain down on you. And we'll see you next week in episode 123. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.